Welcome to the Abodo Presents podcast. My name is Daniel Gadsel. For this podcast, we chat to Tom Chung from Lears Wine Zapfel about the power of mass timber buildings in the United States. So I'm very lucky to have with me today Tom Chung, an award-winning architect with Lears Wine Zapfel in Boston. Tom holds a Master's in Architecture from Harvard and has over 20 years experience practicing architecture. Tom, you've done some amazing work. What I gravitate to are the mass timber projects. The first is the Olver Design Building at the University of Massachusetts. Can you tell us a bit more about this project? Sure. This was a kind of a dream project for architects because it's essentially an architecture building. So we get to design a building for our students of architecture. And what was unique about this project was that it brought together not just architecture, but also landscape architecture and building construction technology. Previously, they were separated on different buildings on the campus of UMass Amherst. And the university decided to bring them together to create a synergy and collaboration among these departments that have the shared interest in the built environment. We were fortunate to have been awarded that project and the design process through the completion was all a very uh, rewarding process, especially as we uh, got to do this in Mass Timber. Great. I've done a bit of research on this project, Tom, and I understand that originally the project was designed in steel. Is that the case? Yes, that's correct. As typically uh, many buildings in the eastern United States, in the northeast United States are, steel is the material of choice. And so many of the commercial and institutional buildings of large scale tends to be designed in steel. And that's how we started. Although from the beginning, there was an interest from the building construction technology, one of the three departments that I mentioned earlier on, there were uh, uh, faculty members there that were essentially uh, experts in mass timber and advanced wood technologies. And they had hoped for this building to be done in wood. But for a variety of reasons, given the kind of the newness of the mass timber material at that time, that was 2013 when we started the project, and the fact that it hadn't been done really in the United States, there was a lot of hesitancy. So that's why we started with it as a steel building, uh, went through pretty much through the end of design development. So that's a long time in the design process before it was officially uh, changed and the directive was given by the university to, shall we say, convert the building into a wood structure, a mass timber structure from a steel structure. And was that the first mass timber project you've done, Tom? It was. It was the, That was our first mass timber project. And uh, we stumbled upon it in, by accident. You know, it wasn't our initiative to do this in mass timber. It was really the prodding and the encouragement of the building construction technology department there at UMass Amherst. And uh, to be honest with you, if you asked me in 2012 what mass timber was, I would have given you kind of a blank stare. But, you know, we took on the challenge and recognized instantly right away all of the various benefits of mass timber and really just dedicated ourselves into the research, learning about the product, the process, all of the advantages, all of the sustainability benefits. And we just went full speed ahead. And, you know, the result was really satisfactory for us, both design-wise as well as our clients who, who really love and enjoy that building. Yeah, I've certainly heard the building has had more or less a raging success, so much to the extent that some of the other departments from the university want to use that space, that mass timber space. Why do you think that is? Yeah, so um, there are lots of anecdotes and stories by the people that are in the faculty that use that building. 
And uh, one of the stories that the chair of the architecture department tells is that his favorite place when he enters the building is to go up to the second floor balcony over the main common space and just kind of look down and watch the people come in. And he says that all the people that come in have the same reaction. They just kind of casually stroll in. And then once they see this fancy zipper structure, uh, structure which is uh, supporting the roof of that uh, two-story common space, they just kind of look up and then they just stare at it for a while. And, and, and they're just looking at, I think, all of the beauty and the detail, the sculptural qualities of, of it. He gets a kick out of seeing kind of the same reaction that happens with everybody. Because it's such a unique space and, and the wood is such a huge component of that, the university has found it to be quite a, a valuable and a much sought after space so that uh, many university-wide events happen in this common space, as well as the space above it, which is a roof garden, an outdoor green roof garden. And so the combination of those two spaces, one built out of wood and one on top, which supports live wood of the trees growing in that roof garden, becomes a place for symposias, conferences, receptions, gatherings, departmental celebrations, president hosting some dignitaries, things like that. So I think that sort of attests to the success of the building and of the space and really the, the allure that a space designed in uh, mass timber can provide. Well, it seems now that Lear's Wines Zapfel have got a real taste for mass timber in it. And you've told me earlier that you've got a project that's probably two or three times the size of the design building. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about that project? Sure. So just on the heels of completing the design building, we were asked to interview for a mass timber project down at the University of Arkansas. The dean there, uh, Peter McKeith of the Fajo School of Architecture, was really uh, pushing the use of, of mass timber and cross-laminated timber, not only for its benefits, but in terms of what that could mean for the economy of Arkansas. Because like the many southern states, the timber industry, forest products-based industry, is, is huge. It's a huge component of their economy. So given that agenda and, and all of the positive accolades and the potential for newsworthiness that project would bring, uh, we interviewed and we scrambled to get the get like some very initial completed photographs of our design building for the interview, and uh, we were successful. And I would say that uh, that project was just completed in 2019, so it's less than a year, and that is about just over 200,000 square feet, which I think in meters is like 20,000 square meters. Uh, and, and is currently uh, the largest cross-laminated timber building. And that is a student housing project, whereas the design building is an academic project. And so it's, it, I think for us, it shows really the versatility of mass timber to be used across all typology of buildings. In terms of the selection of mass timber, how important is the fact that uh, mass timber sequesters carbon and has a sort of a negative embodied carbon. How important is that for you? Yeah, I think that's huge. I, I think maybe if I just step back and, and say, I've been asked the question, why do you use mass timber on your projects? And I usually answer that in kind of three, give three components to it. First is the sustainable benefits in terms of its carbon sequestration and low embodied energy. The second is really the experiential quality. The lightness of the wood is warm texture. The smell of the fresh pine scent that the mass timber buildings provide when you're in those spaces, those are all beneficial, I think, inherently to the human psyche. We have kind of an inherent affinity towards wood and people just react to it and, and love that. And, you know, 
I've heard as an architect, many people say to when they enter a steel or a concrete building, they'll say, oh, it feels too cold for me. No one says that about a wood building. And in contrast, many people on the design building, they come in and they actually hug the columns. Like who would hug a structural column? But they do that because the wood is so inviting. And so really the experience is, I think, another major factor. And then really the third component of it is the revolutionary uh, construction implications that you can have a building that is more precise, better constructed, as durable and strong as steel or concrete, but also one that takes far less time to construct and requires less labor on site, a quieter construction, which is very important for urban areas. And so the construction benefits are, are huge as well. And just getting back to the issue of uh, uh, embodied carbon, I think as an architect practicing, and you know, we realize that I think all across the world, sustainable design has been incorporated in the past 20, 25 years to a big degree, such that various ratings like lead ratings and different metrics are very commonplace. And all of those ratings so far has concentrated on operational energy, meaning once a building is built, how efficient is that building in cooling and heating that and for lighting energy and other operational energy. But until recently, people haven't considered, even folks in sustainability hasn't really considered, well, how much energy do you actually use? How much uh, kind of uh, impact on the environment are you putting just in the actual exercise of producing and constructing a building? And the studies have shown it's huge. So even a award-winning net zero building that's built out of concrete or steel, once that building is done, and that's a net zero building, let's say operationally, that day one, that building has a huge carbon footprint that has expanded a lot of uh, carbon emissions in just getting that building built. So to like recoup that amount of carbon, that net zero building has going to have to operate for 20, 30 years to even get back to zero. And this is where I think the mass timber is a game changer because wood sequesters carbon. Not only does it have a low embodied carbon when you think of the whole cycle of life cycle of the building from production, the harvesting, the fabrication, the transportation. Once a building is built in wood, that wood is sequestering and locking in that carbon which if that tree wasn't, let's say, harvested sustainably, all that carbon that's stored in the tree, once the tree gets old and dies, uh, it'll rot and the carbon will be released back into the atmosphere. But by locking it in into a building that lasts 100, 150, 200 years, that is keeping all of that carbon sequestered in the building and preventing it from being released into the atmosphere. And so the mass timber building starts on day one with a negative carbon footprint. And if you couple that then with a very efficient building, then now you're starting to, as a building industry, impact what we can do in terms of addressing this whole larger issue of climate change and, and the global warming that we as a global citizens are facing. That's really interesting, Tom. Do you have tools that you, you can use to sort of almost like a balance sheet for buildings when you look at designing it is there ways that you can take in into account the embodied carbon and the various materials and then sort of come up with a bottom line net embodied energy in the materials is, is, is do you have any methods to measure that yeah so I, I think it's a combination sort of how we design all of our buildings in a sense that a lot of it starts with kind of very general common sense things such as when you start a building you know things like solar orientation orientation of different program spaces and what that means for orientation size of glazing all of those are very fundamental regardless of what materials you build in 
looking at materials for the building and things like, is it not just wood, but also is, are there natural materials? How much processing happens? Because the less processing there is for a material and the more closer to this natural state that you could use a natural material like wood or stone, there's less embodied carbon, embodied energy in those products. And then as we get further into the design process, we'll use metrics and data and tools such like energy modeling, looking at carbon calculators that there are various sites, uh, third-party websites that allow you to uh, make quick calculations. And then our energy models will get into a more detailed looking at every single component so that by the end of the design process, we have a critical, a, a data-driven, precise number that we can count on. But often we start with a more general common sense based approach uh, as we start the design process. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you envisage a future where we potentially have an environmental product declaration or an EPD for, for each of these products? And then we kind of put it all on a spreadsheet or some sort of tool and then come up with a with a net volume at the end in terms of carbon? Yes, I, I think so. I think the industry is already starting to do that. There are many studies by different manufacturers as well as organizations that are actually putting out these product data, much like food labels, like the nutrition labels of, a, of something that you would eat. They would have a product data similar to that that tells you all of the environmental benefits and all the carbon metrics of a particular product. And there's a system called Living Building Challenge, LBC rating, that uh, looks at very much uh, the issue of product declaration and transparency, and especially like the red list of materials which shouldn't be used in buildings because they're harmful to the environment. But this is where I think as, as more and more buildings starts to be designed and have those uh, consideration, the wood in the buildings, especially as a structural material, will go a long way in really just being valuable for, for those purposes. It's great to hear. In terms of the, um, the appearance of the Olva design building, it looks like it's clad in aluminium. Um, we know aluminium's got a fairly high carbon footprint. Are you seeing any other possible cladding solutions that are perhaps a little bit lower in embodied energy? I mean, the reason I ask this is obviously because Obodo is a timber cladding business, but I'm interested to know your perspective. Yeah, this, that's a great question. And uh, I guess one answer is that I wish I was aware of your products, which are really great. I think the short answer of why it became why it was clad in aluminum was really had to do with the client's issues of having a product that was durable and, and as maintenance-free as possible. And aluminum cladding offer that. And what we tried to do was to make it at least a, a recyclable aluminum. So in that regard, uh, you're not mining for new materials, but that you're, you're recycling the aluminum that's already been processed. And we did have early conversations with them about a more sustainable material with a, a less carbon footprint. And we looked at various wood products and we could see that there were some options, uh, even in 2013, such as charred wood, various chemically or thermally treated wood, I think Cambia wood, Akoya wood, I think those are other brands that starts to look at that. And also the various advancements in coding technologies. I think we could have gone that way. But uh, given the university's particular resources and constraints on their facilities management in terms of maintenance, they really wanted a product that they didn't really have to worry about maintenance for like over 20 years. And at that point with the research that we did, we, we were confident that some of these wood products could do that. It's just that they were newer. And so many of them didn't have a ample um, 20 plus years of track record of actually having a clad on a building and sort of uh, the natural data from the weathering and the 25 years of use. So 
while we, a part of us wish that we could have done that back then, it was kind of a joint decision with, with the client. But I think going forward, this is something that we're very much interested in and wanting to really then uh, use wood, not just as a structural material, but also as a cladding material. It's good to hear. So would you consider mass timber still very much in its niche in the US or do you see that growing relatively quickly? I think we're at at really a transition point here. I said that starting from 2013, when I started to really get involved in the mass timber conversation, and as I've been attending various conferences and presenting, I've just seen dramatically each year kind of exponential increase in the amount of people attending the various timber conferences in the United States. Just the general conversation of timber, first in the architecture and the design profession, and now seeing it in the general public discussion in articles such as New York Times, Wall Street Journal, NPR, the term cross-laminated timber is fast becoming a common uh, term that is understood not just by design and construction professionals, but by the lay public. So um, we're definitely getting there. I think as a country, we're probably at somewhere like five to seven years behind Canada, where it's been further in development, and probably another uh, 10 to 15 years behind Europe. And as many of us know, the, the new technologies of mass timber and cross-laminated timber really gained this traction and started in Europe, then came over to Canada, across uh, Asia, uh, New Zealand, Australia. And now it's finally, in the last five years, kind of made its mark on, on the United States. And I think just the potential of that taking off here in our country will be great. And we're seeing many producers of cross-laminated timber and other mass timber products from Europe and Canada really then being excited and really just marketing heavily in the United States now. Well, I mean, we certainly take some of your projects as, as inspiration here in New Zealand. We're a massive producer of wood ourselves, but unfortunately, a lot of the logs end up getting shipped over to China. We, we certainly see your projects as inspirational and something that we could do in New Zealand. What we'd really like to see, uh, Tom, is, is you over here in New Zealand telling us uh, more. So we'd like to welcome you to, to visit us here in New Zealand. If people want to learn more about what you do and see photos or you know, learn more about your work, how do they get that information? Sure. Well, I just want to first say thank you for this podcast and to really address the people that might be listening in in New Zealand. It's a beautiful country. Uh, you have beautiful people, a beautiful progressive society, and a beautiful natural landscape. And, just, and so from uh, an American kind of looking at uh, New Zealand, it's just, you know, as I said earlier on my conversations with you, I'd just love to visit and take in uh, as a personal experience what I've only heard of and seen remotely. I would say um, people that are interested in our work, there are many uh, articles, but I, and I think uh, the power of the internet is that you can just search our firm name or my name, put in Mass Timber, and the Google will do a lot of that for you. But a good place to visit is our website, www w.lwa-architects.com and uh, we'll have a lot of information on the two projects that I've mentioned as well as some newer projects that are on the boards and on mass timber and we have a section on research that talks about the variety of beneficial information informative information on mass timber embodied carbon and sustainability topics. Hey, thank you very much, Tom, for taking some time out of your day. I know it's late in the evening there in Boston. Thank you very much for taking your time, and we look forward to seeing you sometime soon. That sounds great. Thank you as well, and uh, it's been my pleasure. Thanks for listening to this podcast, brought to you as part of the Abodo Presents series. 